technology, diversity, wine, the redwoods, and everything in between. Welcome to the Northern California Bay Area, and one show takes you inside the real estate that makes it all happen. This is By the Bay. Hey, what's up, everyone? Dan and Chad are back with another episode of By the Bay. I'm really grateful that you're here joining us again for our weekly uh, discussion about Bay Area real estate. And if you aren't already subscribing to our channel, please do uh, on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or on YouTube if you happen to be there. Uh, I am really grateful today to have a friend of mine, Tommy Quinn, here. He's a realtor at the Coldwell Banker office here in Petaluma, a local guy who grew up here in town. Uh, and we're going to have a discussion today about what's happening in real estate, specifically in the markets that Tommy uh, works in. So welcome to the show, man. I'm really grateful that you're here. And kind of let's jump in and, and tell me what's going on and, and what markets are you serving right now? Uh, great question. So the markets I'm, I'm serving is uh, Sonoma County, Marin County, Napa County, and I go as far uh, east as Solano County. Wow. So it's a pretty big, right? Yeah. So it's interesting. So I, I, I feel like when people are... Uh, how long have you been? How long have you been in real estate? So this is my third year. Third year. Yeah. So it's it's, it's pretty common that I see that people start with a pretty wide range. Right. right? You're not going to turn any business away. You're going to drive wherever you need to go. And Definitely. then as uh, as the business kind of matures, you get more and more focused. And then you're just kind of like, well, I only do West Petaluma, <laughs> right? And then right. it's like well, everything else I don't want to touch. That's the dream. Right. Yeah. Exactly. So that's what you're building too. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that's a, a interesting perspective because it's a wide range and a ton of different kinds of markets there. Mm -hmm. You've got luxury, you've got Marin, you know, different pockets of there, and then you've kind of got starter homes and then you've got all pushed out to Solano, which mm -hmm. is a different kind of uh, stock of, of housing, right? right. Like some of the de development that's going on in Vallejo, other places mm -hmm. like that. So in general, can you kind of give us a summary of what's happening in the, with your clients, buyers and sellers? Mm -hmm. Definitely. So, uh, with buyers right now is a great opportunity. This market, uh, as we saw last year, you know, there was some aggressive, uh, rate hikes and, uh, just as, as we were at the peak of this, uh, you know, crazy market, they were saying, uh, last year, you know, we had, uh, median home prices in Petaluma as high as like $960,000. And so through from April to now through, you know, the, uh, the interest rate hikes, which, you know, I believe, uh, we were just in an, a market that was unsustainable. I mean, how high and how fast prices were, were going up. It was making it impossible for just, you know, uh, everyday sports guys like me to try and get their foot in the door in Sonoma County. It was becoming right. Affordability was just like, Oh yeah. It's really, really hard, right? You're exactly first time home buyers, entry level housing, mm -hmm. you know, smaller houses and like not the greatest desirable areas, right? right? S selling for eight hundred, nine hundred thousand dollars. It's 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 not a market that's as sustainable. No, right? No, exactly. Okay. And so with my buyers, I'm seeing a lot more opportunities for for negotiations at the you know at the buying table. Like there's uh, opportunities to get seller credits, uh, especially if there isn't inspections on the property. We can come in and get our own inspections. Uh, you know, try to, to find some cracks, uh, you know, in, in the listing and try to get some negotiations going. It's a healthier overall process, 100%. right? So we've talked about on the show that it's a really unhealthy market when the buyer or the, the sellers are winning every yes. single time yes. and the buyers just basically come to the table and say, what do you want? Right. Exactly. And, and just no contingencies and over asking and no due diligence period. It's just like, sight unseen. Oh yeah. And it doesn't, that's not a healthy way to buy a house, no. right? That's not, I think in hindsight, we'll look back and go, that wasn't really great. Right. Oh no, yeah. 100%. It was necessary if you wanted to own. Right. Right. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm happy to hear that there's reaching a little bit more of a level playing field. Yes. In a way. Yeah. Right? 
uh, lot more comfortability too. Like I'm seeing uh, when, you know, I had a couple listings when those interest rates went up and it was like we had a pause in the market. Like people just kind of yeah. stood uh, on the sidelines and kind of watched and waited for what was going to happen. Yeah. And now and we've been seeing, you know, uh, less drastic rate hikes. We've been kind of ping pong in between six and 7% and people are feeling comfortable. They're getting back in the market. They're locking in their rates. It's interesting that a few weeks ago that every post on social media was like, hey, rates are going to go down to the fives. Rates mm -hmm. are going down to the fives, which was true at the time. Right. And right. here we are sitting at the end of February mm -hmm. and rates are, you know, high se high sixes, low sevens again. Right. I haven't seen a slowdown in applications. Really? It's like the news that the, the, the buzz about rates going down right. is still like going out into the world mm -hmm. and that's getting people to come to the market. And yep. then I'm going like, Hey, let's do some rate education and look at these rates and where they are. Right. And they're like, Oh, I thought they were, I thought they were in the fives. It's like, well, they were. Yeah, and it's were. actually a great education time for me to pull up a mortgage-backed security, mm -hmm. you know, chart and show them this is the volatility that we have in the market, and this is how it impacts the actual rates that you are able to get. Right. Um, so it's really interesting how the kind of news cycle, you know, works through that. Yeah. So uh, have you seen an uptick in activity with buyers, or are you? Wh wh what are you seeing in your kind of? Because you do a lot of like outreach. Yes. Right. I do a lot um, of uh, prospecting. I mean, I live. Um, you know, my. I wasn't born into any real estate backed family. I, uh, you know, my mom was a works in the hospital industry. My dad was a logger for 30 years. So, um, I have to do a lot of prospecting and right. I found that it's easier to, or it's not easier, but there's more data to do prospecting around, uh, trying to get listing appointments. Okay. It's harder to get, uh, you know, and I found that through getting listings and posting on my social media, I end up getting buyers through my sphere that sees and they get excited with my listings. They, they want to jump in the market for and, sure. and get, you know, well, sellers lead to buyers, buyers lead to sellers, right? This right. kind of this cyclical thing where you have to do both. Yes. Uh, but you're right. It is easier to find out who owns, already owns a house. Yes. And then talk to them like, how is this house working for you? That type of question. Exactly. But I love working with buyers, like first time home buyers. Um, I just, I love the hunt. I love to fight tooth and nail for my clients. You know, I, um, I'm always, you know, hunting or prospecting, uh, to try to, you know, help out another homeowner. And, uh, when I'm on the other side of the, of the coin when I'm helping a buyer, I can kind of know what the sellers want and, and know, you know, kind of how we can get on the listing agent side and try to get our way in there. Right. So yeah, it's, especially in a really it. competitive market. Yeah. Um, so I do want to talk about like how you're developing business and mm -hmm. I'm just curious to know, like how you're utilizing technology. Right. Uh, you know, one of the focuses of the show is really about, you know, educating buyers mm -hmm. and, and kind of what they can expect. Mm -hmm. Right. So I guess one of the guys, one of the questions I have is what's your approach when you're like consulting with a buyer, mm -hmm. like at a first time home buyer? Yeah. Like how does that process look for you? Do you have a specific thing that you do at like an education? Uh, cause your background is your, your background is education is in economics, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So do you like pull out the charts and look at supply and demand and how those cross and that's how the price is dictated. Like, mm -hmm. how does that work for you? What does that look like? Yeah. Great question. So, uh, it kind of depends if we, if I've got a more seasoned buyer who's done this a few times, we don't need to waste much time going through the educational aspect of, you know, what are all the terms? What's an appraisal? What's a contingency period? You know, what's your earnest money deposit? Uh, um, but with a first time home buyer who this is, it's their first experience ever going through this transaction. There's a little bit more of an educational period. And I find it's, it's instead of, you know, taking a day to come meet at the office, sit down go through charts, we'll just educate as we go. 
So as we're out looking at property, we kind of see what's going on in the market and we can kind of get a good, a good tap on what's going on, uh, you know, right then and there. But yeah, we still go through, you know, what, uh, I find out their criteria. What are they looking for? Uh, of course they, you know, get them pre-approved first. So we're not out looking at property and then they get pre-approved to find out that that property that they love is out of their price range. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Critical, critical things. And I think that message is getting out there. I think I, so. It's, it's, you know, it's still shocking yeah. to me mm-hmm. how many phone calls we get a week and say, saying, I'm in contract on a house mm-hmm. and I need to get approved for a loan. And it's like, oh man, who wrote you a, a, a offer without, yeah. you know, who's out there writing offers with clients or even tr- taking them around to go look at properties without, and who without knowing what offer. they can afford. Right? right. Like it's, it's wild to me, but yeah. it still happens. It still happens it regularly. Happens. Um, and I, you know, I'm, I'm hoping that if we just keep beating the drum of mm-hmm. start with getting a, a home buyer education with a qualified mortgage professional, right? Right. right. Uh, understand the process mm-hmm. and the costs and the monthly payments and the total cash that you need to come out of pocket, mm-hmm. comparing some different programs that might work for you. Do you qualify for down payment assistance and other type of incentives? Like right. let's have all those initial conversations and then go shopping. Yes. Right. But, uh, people people don't want mortgages, they want houses. Yes, exactly. Right. So that's not fun. Like name a TV show that focuses on getting a mortgage. (laughs) None. None. How many shows are out there about buying real estate and the hunt of finding real estate? That's hilarious. Right. Like everywhere. Everywhere. Yeah. We're just talking about selling sunset, you know? Yeah. There's a million dollar (laughs) listing and selling sunset and all the HGTV, like, you know, all those other house hunters, house hunters and all that stuff. So, that's where people want their attention is like, mm-hmm. that's the fun, exciting part is looking at it and imagining what your life can be. No one's like, oh, I really am so excited about getting pre-approved for a home loan. Yeah. Let's right. go through these terms. That's, you know, that really are going to educate us on the, on the mortgage that's process. Right. I'm going to find my W2s. This is great. <laughs> right. Uh, so, okay. So you, depending on the, who the, cli- who the client is, you're mm-hmm. kind of looking at their, uh, their background and, and then deciding how much education they need or do we just kind of get them pre-approved and go start looking yeah, for houses. Exactly. And you don't want to overwhelm them too. I mean, it's, it's, it should be an enjoyable experience. Uh, we just, we're very careful and I work with a team. Uh, so, you know, I like to surround myself with people that are, that are trying to do what I want to do and, and trying to scale as fast as I want to, you know, and efficiently as I want to scale. And uh, when, when you've got the right team around you, it makes it that much more enjoyable and it's in an easy process. Yeah. So you're not, it's not like you're fighting against your TC and then you've got an escrow lady that you can't get on the phone and you've got your partner who's always going on vacation. It's right. You got to surround yourself with like-minded people. hundred percent. Yeah. I think that's a critical thing. I have a, you know, lots of people are joining teams or forming teams. Right. Right. I think that's a, a trend right now that it people is. are doing and, yeah. and a lot of the, uh, you know, thought leaders in mortgage and real estate space, like the Tom Ferries and Todd Duncan mm-hmm. of the world, they're really encouraging people to, to join teams and they're super teams, teams that are being created Yeah, because you can't do everything. No. Right. And you, if you, you're way more efficient, if you have a great partner that you can, you know, each be in your most effective stat, state, exactly. right. And like that complements each other. Yeah. Right. 100%. Um, so tell me about the team that you're on and how did that come to be? So great. Uh, so uh, I started working at Cobalt Banker. I did I finally got a prospecting program put together. I use uh, you know a, a, um, a calling platform to help connect me with homeowners and got my first appointment. And I just I uh, didn't know how to handle it. I got almost laughed out of there. Uh, it was a you know three hundred thousand dollar condo in Santa Rosa, and I left that appointment knowing I needed to surround myself with some people. So. 
so you start your career, mm-hmm. right? And it's, you don't have any clients. No, not nothing. Right. Yeah. So you pick up the phone and you start calling people and mm-hmm. asking them about their real estate needs and right. how you can help them. Exactly. And you get an appointment. Yep. Like, so just picking up the phone and is the hard part. Yes. Right. Most people hard. can't even get there. Exactly. Because there's so much anxiety mm-hmm. around being told no. How many no's you had to get to get to a yes. Right. And what are you going to say? And how do you approach that? Mm-hmm. And what if it goes really well? How do you go from there? Right. Yeah. So you get the appointment and then you just fall on your face and. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't spend much time uh, editing. Like we have templated. Uh, listing presentation, you know, whether it's a luxury uh, listing in Tahoe or in Sacramento, you know, sure. and you can take those templates and kind of personalize them. And, you know, now I've, I've made mine where it's, it's, uh, you know, it's nice and, and to the point and it's not 65 pages and right. you lose, the, you know, you lo- uh, lose focus when you're halfway through. But yeah, I got, I got, uh, I got laughed out and he, uh, on the way home, I, I called Mark who got me into the business and said, Hey dude, I, I think we should, we should partner up. I'll try to score some listing appointments and I just need you to come with me and kind of help me out. Yeah. And it's probably the best thing that ever could have happened best to Best thing that ever happened is to, to get just absolutely demolished on the first, yep. on the first time. hundred percent. It's, I think there's a, like a fatal mistake that people make was they have early success mm. is they think that every day is going to be an easy day. Right. And it's like, Hey, if you start off with just getting your butt kicked, yeah, then it's like, okay, then it gets better from here. Right. Oh, and then yeah. like you, and you have that success and you get the next appointment and you go out there and you crush it and you're like, okay, that was a good day. Yeah. But you don't have that expectation that every day is going to be a perfect day. No. Right? It's like a professional baseball player. They don't hit a home run every, every baseball game, right. but do they stop practicing through the week for the next game? Yeah. No, you got to get up and, and a world-class, like uh, a world-class all-time great mm-hmm. gets a hit three times out of 10. Right. Yeah. And that's a great <laughs> like, average. That's an amazing average. Yeah. Batting 300 is great. Right. 100%. Career 300 batter is hall of famer. Yeah. Uh, yeah. but, uh, but I think that's perspective that we in the business world look at is like, Hey, I, I expect to win nine out of 10 times. Yeah. Right. I do. Right. And that's my expectation. And mm-hmm. when I don't, I'm, I'm mad about it. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like to lose. I'm very competitive, which is what I think attract this real estate industry. I think atta- attracts that kind of that, uh, competitive right. person. There's yeah. a lot of, I think about this in, in real time here. There's a lot of like former athletes that wind up in real estate, either on the mortgage side or interesting uh, because I think there's a certain amount of like daily discipline, like hitting the gym type of thing. Yeah. Right? You just like go through, you got to practice a lot. You're like going through a lot of the motions and then you're saying. you get on stage and you get, you get to the game. You're actually doing the listing presentation, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of other stuff that you're doing before like you're actually playing the game. Right. Oh yeah. And I, I found that uh, working this, working in real estate, it really just matches with my, my wants and needs like in life. I mean, mo- most of my hobbies are surrounded around real estate. I mean, uh, you know, I'm on the golf course on the weekends and I'm looking at houses the whole entire time. You know, uh, I was in LA the other weekend and I uh, got to go to Disneyland and see all the like amazing architecture in there. You know, I'm in there joking like, man, I wonder what I would list Disneyland for, you know, but <laughs> <laughs> it is funny when you live in it that you notice things differently. Yeah. Like when we travel, like we're like on, uh, uh, you know, a red fan or Zillow or whatever, mm-hmm. like how much does it cost? Like, what are these houses cost? Yeah. driving through a neighborhood? Like what's for sale here? I'm just mm-hmm. curious to know Let's, what, what, how do these people live? You know, exactly. See one uh, listed for sale in, a, in an area that you're not aware of. You go, oh, let me scan that QR code. See exactly. See, see what's, what's going, going on. on. Yeah. Uh, so take me back to the, take me back to the current state of, of real estate mm-hmm. with your clients. So we want to make sure that I'm kind of focused on this. So yeah. we've been doing the show for a number of months now. I think how long we've been doing this now, like six months, seven months. Nice. And yeah, it's fun. And so I think in back, looking back, there's gonna be this timeline of like, 
here's what's going on. And, and there was a few weeks or months where it was like, hey, things are really slow and mm-hmm. a lot of buyer opportunity. And then I think we kind of crested. And then so okay, tell give me the narrative of where we are right now. Is it a buyer's market? Is it a seller's market? Uh, who's winning on your negotiations right as you're doing them in real time? Yeah. And what do you think this summer looks like? Are you seeing things today? This is a very long question. Are you seeing things today that give you hope for the summer? Are mm-hmm. you seeing like people are really gun shy or, or what, where, where, where do you think we are? I'm very hopeful. Um, I think the, it's most important to, to stay away from the, the big headlines and, uh, the scary media posts about, you know, this big real estate bubble that's going to pop. I mean, I read a post the other day that said, uh, you know, poppy seed bagels are a threat to national security. You know, it's like they are, uh, I guess they are. <laughs> I, I like my poppy seed bagels. So, uh, you know, that one, that one hit home for me, but, um, I'm very hopeful. We're seeing, um, it's still a seller's market right now. I mean, we're inventory's very low. Uh, especially as you get into Marin County, uh, some Fairfax pockets are there's just nothing on the market, but uh, with interest rates where they're at, it's it's making these these home sellers have to come down to reality and sell for a little bit more of an attractive price. I mean, now in Petaluma, we've got an, a median home price of about eight hundred thousand, and that leaves a lot more opportunities for buyers to uh, to get into negotiations and and not have such a fast closing period. I mean, it was like last year. Uh, average close time. I mean, it was like, if you didn't have a 20 day or less offer, they wouldn't even consider it. Now people are okay with, uh, you know, credit backs, uh, uh, yeah, rent backs or, rent backs. or, or a contingent on, on the sale of your existing yes, home. Exactly. That was un, unheard of a year ago. Right. Right. Yeah. So it is nice that, you know, our buyers aren't having to be so, so, so competitive that they can actually take a breath exactly. and read, read a set of disclosures. Yes, exactly. Right? Yeah, yeah, that too. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's encouraging. So this summer, so I, my experience is that we see a lot of interest, you know, right around March, April, mm-hmm. people are planning for the end of the school year exactly. and looking at, starting to look at real estate, May, June-ish, so mm-hmm. they can move and settle before school starts, right? right. That's kind of the typical pattern that we right. see that gives us a... a an increase in overall transactions, buyers and sellers mm-hmm. uh, in the summertime. Mm-hmm. Are you seeing that trend right now? Are you seeing an uptick in people having interested when you're picking up the phone and, and calling your, your daily hundred or whatever you're doing? Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the, what's the, what's the vibe? What's the tone that you're getting from them? I'm getting a lot more conversations on the phone. Uh, it was actually, my business it, it does a lot better in a changing market like this. Um, when, when everything was selling on the market, any Joe Schmo could, could list a property and it would jump into contract and sell. A lot of homeowners weren't as willing to have conversations on the phone. They were spoiled. They, they thought they had their, their person in their, uh, in their right seat. Now through my prospecting, uh, people are, they don't know what to do. Sometimes they have a, an agent who maybe was, uh, uh, was too far away and didn't give the listing, you know, an att- the attention that it, uh, that it needed and deserved. Uh, or maybe the seller gave an unrealistic expectation, but now we're in a market where, you know, you need to actually sell the property instead of, uh, you know, just list it, throw a sign up, put it on MLS and, uh, and it'll sell. And so I'm seeing a lot more conversations and, and an uptake in buyer, um, uh, buyer activity. It's, you know, maybe they're trying to get in before there's been some talk about, uh, the fed having, you know, their, their springtime discussions about another interest rate hike. Yeah. And so uh, it should be just a very minuscule one, but 
but still it changes the, the monthly payment. Right. So I feel like people are trying to get in now uh, while it's good. So uh, go on a tangent about Fed policy mm-hmm. with your economics background. Mm-hmm. So what do you think the Fed does? So you're looking at these different trends. You're looking at the uh, consumer price index kind of coming in hotter than we expected, mm-hmm. right? Job starts uh, and, and unemployment being as, as low as it is. So there's still new jobs being created. Uh, rate uh, wages are going up overall. Inflation is still higher than mm. well, well above the two percent target. Right. Uh, what do you think? At what point do they stop the increases? Like from your, mm. what is that? What do you think about that? With your background and as an you know economics background. Great question. You know, I um, it's hard to say. I definitely don't think we 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 need to be continuing very steep hikes in, in short periods of time. Um, but you know, I don't know. It's it's strange because, like, I want to sit here and say, yeah, I think we should continue rising interest rates to help with prices, and and at the same time, I'm thinking if they keep if interest rates keep going up, sellers might be hesitant to bring their properties to market because they know that's going to affect their value. So we might see inventory still, uh, you know, very skim and uh, and prices kind of holding where they're at. So it's it's like I don't know the answer to that question. Yeah. Yeah. I think that you know, people need a place to live. Right. And a seller still has to go somewhere to live somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so, you know, the, the decision to sell is definitely impacted by interest rates because yes. if I'm sitting on a two and a half percent interest rate and even if I'm going to go, you know, move out of state or do something else, um, you know, if I'm taking a loan, if I'm going to trade into a 7% interest mm-hmm. rate, you know, that, definitely plays into my math when I'm deciding how in, how motivated I am to, to move. Yes. Now, if we, if I can, if I have enough equity in my house here that I can sell and buy all cash mm-hmm. wherever I'm going, if I right. wanted to do so, uh, then, you know, that, that's maybe a, that overcomes that, that issue. Yeah. Uh, but I definitely, you know, I think that the fed has to really not miss killing the inflation, right? They really right. have to, if they if they undershoot it, it just is gonna like double dip and it's gonna just keep going. Right. 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 And it's this is like any pervasive weed. We have to go and like kill it all the way. Yeah. Otherwise it comes back. It comes back. You gotta right? pull the root out. Totally. Yeah. And so, you know, I'm cautious. Like I want them to slow down the in- increases so mm-hmm. we can, you know, moderate rates and kind of right size them. Right. But I'm cautious because I'm afraid that they're gonna go too early and then they don't pull out all the whole root system yeah. and then we have years of consequences. Yeah. Like I'd rather just take the medicine now and be done in six months Same. than have this be prolonged over a five year, you know, like economic cycle. Same. And go into like a deeper recession than necessary. Yeah. So anyway, it's really, it's fascinating. I mean, people are well, well more, you know, involved and educated than I am on the matter, but right. it is interesting how those big policies impact the the regular home buyer, first time home buyer, yeah. you know, here in, in Sonoma County. Well, and that's, I want to touch back on, on the interest rate. Uh, cause that's another thing I'm running into on the phones. It's huge where let's say someone wants to sell, but they had recently refinanced or they have uh, a property that's, you know, in an interest rate, that's 2.9%. Yeah. They want to relocate to get closer to family move out of state, but they're going to be trading off, you know, a 2.9% interest rate for something that's, you know, in the sixes and they're going to be potentially doubling their monthly, monthly payment. So that's becoming a challenge, uh, is people, they want to sell, 
Uh, they want to move, but they realize that it just isn't in the playing cards right yeah. now. I've heard the expression that people don't own the house, they own the rate right? in a lot of ways, mm, right? They yeah. don't love the house, but they love the rate. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, well, hey, I guess I'll deal with this house that doesn't really meet all of our needs mm -hmm. for a little while longer until, you know, something happens with rates and then I can trade out of this house and get into something I really want. Yeah. Really want. Yeah. Uh, so our focus is really on the people who don't own, like the first time mm -hmm. home buyers that mm -hmm. have never owned uh, and helping them find those opportunities. Because I think that's a, it's, it's a, I'm seeing fewer and fewer like move up, move downs. Right. And, right. And when I have people who are relocating or, or moving, it's because for a job change yeah. or, or some life event, you know, exactly. divorce or, or something like that. Right. Uh, we also see, you know, people who bought that two bedroom condo a few years ago mm -hmm. or having their second kid and now they need a third bedroom exactly. and they don't really care what the interest rate is. Mm -hmm. They need more space. Right. And it's like, Hey, great. So I think there are definitely life event driven things, but uh, just like the casual, Hey, we don't like our house anymore. We're ready to, to, to move. Yeah. I'm seeing less of that, that type of transaction. It really has to be like a thing that happens to get them to a life event, a passion, a lifestyle. Those are my favorite people to work with. They're, they're, they're orientated about, what their needs are in their current life situation. You know, if, if right now you're too worried about like, if you're trying to make a killing here, you know, with where the market's at right now, we might be button heads, you know, right. but if, if we, if you're passion driven, we got to get going, you know, you got to relocate for, um, for a job or, you know, your, your, your wife's pregnant and is expecting in six months, we got to get something going. Um, I really favor those type of clients. Yeah. We just actually closed on a few of those and it was, it was funny because they were sending them like, congratulations, your mm -hmm. baby, you just had a baby, yeah. you know, gifts. Uh, and then, you know, a week later, hey, you closed on your house. And it's like, you know, they have a brand new baby and moving. And it's like, hey, you know, uh, that that particular deal, they, they bought new construction and they just, you know, were waiting for the builder to be done. Right. So they didn't really have any timing. And it was kind of a race to see what got done first, you know, the making yeah. of the baby or the, the building of the house. And yeah. The baby won. And the yeah. house, the house, the that's house usual. happened about a week, about a week <laughs> later, maybe two weeks. I'm glad you touched on new construction because that's something that's starting to become uh, popular now. You know, with with inventory being low and there not being as many options, people are kind of turning more towards the new construction route. Yeah. Um, over the past years, we've seen a lot. Uh, you know, the building hasn't met the demand that they've wanted, but mm -hmm. over uh, just recently that demand's been, uh, the supply's been picking up. So there's been a lot more of a new construction. Yeah. There's a number of developments that have come, kind of come to maturity. Yeah. Uh, all at the same time, mm -hmm. which is good. There's a bigger developments, you know, they're still building at Quarry Heights here in town. Right. Right. Uh, and then you've got, you know, the university district in Rona Park mm -hmm. and Willow Glen, Rona Park. Uh, and then the DeNova development over by Costa Grande high school, right. uh, all of those are like actively selling new, new mm -hmm. builds and plus the, the tri-point ones over by the, by the freeway behind in and out. Right. Right. So there's like, that's a lot for, yeah. for our little part of, part of the County. Oh yeah. Uh, there's usually one or two developments happening, but yeah. there's like a bunch. Yeah. So we're wrong. seeing a lot of inquiries about new construction financing. And, you know, the risk there is we don't know when the builder is going to be done. And so right. you know, these get higher interest rates mm -hmm. and longer lock periods. And um, anyway, um, it's very interesting to see, you know, what the pipeline of new construction is going to look like yeah. uh, coming down in the next, you know, five to 10 years because we, we are lack, we're lacking housing supply. Oh, yeah. So we need more. We need more construction. Yeah. We're seeing, you know, we saw that there's a huge condo development now. You know, the, the luxury condo space, the townhouse space is becoming popular where, you know, you, you pay an HOA and you come home and you don't have to take care of your landscaping or deal with the roof or deal with the exterior paint. Yeah. 
uh, you can get that all taken care of through the HOA. Which yeah, we had uh, um, Mike Brennan from the Mill District up in Healdsburg on the show nice. last week, and uh, uh, pretty cool. He was calling that lock and leave, right? Like you don't mm-hmm. have to, yeah. You just lock the door and leave. You yep. don't have to worry about anything. And mm-hmm. there's, you know, there's an association that takes care of mm-hmm. all the maintenance and you know all the other stuff. And yeah, those are great. definitely a lifestyle play where you know you you, you don't want to be there mowing the lawn. Which is right. Which is fine. Yeah, I don't want to mow my lawn either. Exactly. Uh, so it's really interesting. So we talk a lot about like, are we building the right type of housing? How do we address the housing situation for like the working class and 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 all up and down the spectrum of mm-hmm. different types of property that we need? Right. Uh, it, I'm really curious to see how the housing policy, building policy within our cities and, and county evolve over time, mm-hmm. and what they're able to do to help you know overall. Uh, affordability so that people don't have to move out of county, right? right? They don't have to grow up in, in Sonoma County and then and move to Sacramento for housing affordability yeah. until they accumulate a certain amount of wealth and they can come back, right? Yeah. I don't think that's a really uh, positive trend. Like right. I'd like to be able to see people, you know, grow up here, go away to college, get a little experience and mm-hmm. then come home, right. start their families and yeah. do that. Like that's the trend that we, we like to see because they bring that those like outside perspectives and education back to the, to the area. Exactly. And it's a, it creates for a more diverse educated population, mm. which is good. Right. So, um, like kind of, as we're wrapping up, so just like wanted to get your, uh, kind of final thoughts on, you know, what do you think 2023 brings real estate and if as any other, uh, thoughts or, or anything that you want to share with anyone who's looking to buy a house right now? Definitely. Um, optimism, you know, if it works in, in your current situation in life, it works. I don't say, I don't think focusing so much on, on, you know, where rates are going to be, what people, uh, what the fed's saying and following the headlines, you know, really it's, it's, if, if you can do it now, get in when you can, because the sooner you're in building equity, you're not paying rent, uh, you know, on a 30 year loan, you're, you're giving away about a million dollars to a, a landlord. And so uh, if you can get in, even if it's at an entry level property, a condo, you know, there's uh, College Avenue in Roner Park. Uh, I believe that's Roner Park. Yeah. Uh, has some great, uh, great condo developments over there with, with great HOA programs that do the lock and leave. Like you say, where literally the HOA covers everything. It even includes water and utilities. And so uh, it's great for a family that's, that's trying to get their foot in the door, get started and, uh, and get going. And, and yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm glad to help. I do this full time. Yeah. I'm passionate and I'd say a slightly obsessed about this industry. And so that's good. Yeah. I've, I've never heard anyone say, I'm bummed that we bought the house that we did. Yeah. I no always hear them say, I wish we would have bought earlier. Mm-hmm. Right. I wish I would have started that process earlier. Yes. I wish I would have, you know, you know, bought in 2012, 2013, yeah. 2015, whatever mm-hmm. that is. Uh, so if it's, if it's in your plan to, to buy a home or you're looking at trading out and you need someone's opinion, you mm-hmm. know, obviously call, call Tommy, we'll put yeah. your, your information in the show notes. Um, and you, you cover a pretty wide range of, uh, of geography so they can reach out to anyone kind of in that, those four, four or five counties. hundred yeah, percent. Yeah. And even, you know, there's, there's always room for, you know, if it's a little bit farther or, uh, or if it's added, like if it's uh, San Francisco seems to be an area that I stay away from. It's just not it's a specialized market. It's a specialized market. And it's, it's just, it's a different animal out there. Uh, uh, and so, yeah, just call me, just chat. I'm, I'm always available 24 seven. You know, I know my Google business says I close it six or 7 PM, but I've always we never close. We never close. We're always open. Yeah. I was on the phone last night with a client, uh, FaceTiming with the client last night. I got the kids to bed 
and we hopped on the on the call at like eight o'clock. Yeah, we talked for like forty five minutes. Mm-hmm. And it's just when people when people are available. You know, yeah. they all have full time jobs and exactly. they fed their families and got got their kids to bed. Mm-hmm. And you know, then we were we had to chat through what the, what their plan was to to buy their next piece of real estate. So yeah. it's, it's our good. job to keep them calm and cool and collected throughout the the transaction. And so if it means that we have to have a conversation at, at two o'clock in the morning to to help with that. I'm, I'm game for it. <laughs> right on, man. Yeah. Well, cool. I really appreciate you coming on the show. And thanks yeah. for your perspective on everything. And yeah. uh, we'll have you on sometime again sometime soon. Yeah. Right thanks for thanks, having me. Thanks, Tommy. Appreciate See you soon. It. Stay up to date with Bay Area Real Estate. Hit subscribe now if you haven't already. Did you enjoy this episode? We love reviews in the Apple Podcasts app. We'll read yours on the show. This is By the Bay.